All right, so we got a little interrupted there because I'm a moron and can't pay attention to the time. Apparently, you can only go 60 minutes. So we might have lost a couple teams in there, but uh, but I think we're back. We're ready to go. You ready, Ricky? Hello, children. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so before we started, while we had a little bit of a gap in time here, I, I, I wanted to look because I was, I was updating. I know we hate the financials page. But I was just like, hey, let me see what teams like don't have cap anymore and was just fritzing around with some numbers. And and I when I got to the Bucks and I started adding salary to them, I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? So the Bucks right now, because they they extended they extended Mario, they extended Allegheny, and then they actually extended two guys. We had mentioned one of them, Lubega, but he actually extended this small forward he Pat. Paddock, he signed Paddock. He literally has $94 million on for next year. Yeah, my team is way better than it is next year. <laughs> <laughs> he's got these guys He's got these guys locked up for four years. He's hard-capped with that roster. And that doesn't count Samson. That doesn't count Samson. So, like, if he, if you would, again, if we, we joked about it earlier, but if he's like, I'm going away on a three-month vacation, like, I would, it would make sense. Like he's got it. His, the roster, like guys, won't hit free agency. Like he could literally just like walk away, and it's going to be the same team in three seasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for him, I guess. But that's what you want. Yeah, it's like that's not where I'd rather have my old guys. But know it, what they're going to do. It just I'm makes me think. It it really makes me think that he's trying to backdoor himself out of, out of the playoffs. That's what I really think's going on. Is he trying to backdoor himself out of the playoffs for the next four seasons? But possibly. He's going into <laughs> like a sure sneaky rebuild while he has these random guys. And then who knows what they eventually be. But yeah, like, I don't know how you're going to move some of these guys. But whatever, whatever. We've talked to knock, enough about some of these teams. I don't so, know how he's treating any of those guys. Right. I mean, maybe some of these guys, young, he might get better. Okay, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Look at all these centers that have like seven post defense. Nothing else going on. I'm like, eh, nothing special. I didn't know. I didn't know Walter Sampson had a four post defense. Yeah, Walter Sampson. He's he's the fun one because he he's a, he's, a, he's got a little Zampa to him where he incredible, I mean, he like incredible stats. But he has a four post defense. Like the here's the best thing is that that guy like in a. In this scenario, like I don't know if it really happens, but if you want to talk about the perfect storm for this guy to get a bizarro max contract, it could happen. <laughs> Like why not? Yeah, you know when, when the Bucks can't sign him, and then like if you're bad, if you're bad, there with a lot of money wants wants the center. Yeah, if you're bad, and you, I mean that's what he did the last few seasons. So it's like if you're bad and you want to just fool around, like just max that guy. Who cares? Does that I mean does that guy have power? Is that guy power forward eligible? I can't imagine he is. No, I'm I'm pretty sure he's center only. No shit, that's pretty rough. I was gonna say it's actually he's actually nice if you can if you can flip flop him or Mario when you have at. When you have matchups you don't like, then you can kind of flip flop things around. But if he's just a center, that's a pretty easy spot to pick on. Yeah, I mean, there's we joke about ratings. That's, we, where, that's where if the Pacers do a depth chart last year, <laughs> it puts Cromwell at center, the series is over and it's not even competitive. So that's a good that's point. Just, that's a good point. And that's where you look at. And if you look at a player's ratings, it's like God. Could you just give Sampson a seven or an eight PD? And he's like an elite yeah. player in the league. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that really, that's more Seacrest's fault. For playing Bingham against them, who's not going to score more than twelve points anyway, like that's where you need to put Cromwell to just abuse him all over the place. Um, maybe they'll learn that lesson this year. Maybe they'll play him again. Maybe you won't. Maybe the Bucks will miss the playoffs. Who knows? I don't know. 
right, we're moving on to new teams. Well, well, we were we we actually we why don't I mean we're technically supposed to do the Bulls, but why don't we just talk about the Pacers? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you went right into it. Like the Pacers, we had as as one of the top teams. We kept calling them like the best four teams out there in the Landros. I think you actually surprisingly had them as high as number. I have them number two. I have them fifty six twenty six this year. Uh, second seed, just barely. I mean, it's really on the strength of those two, the two guys. Yeah, it's on Cromwell and uh, Raheem Amin. Um, I don't think the rest of his roster is anything special. I think it's kind of like we were saying, we said this morning. I think he takes a, a player who's a nine and he trades them for a player who's an eight point five, and he's done it about twenty times over. And now you look at some of the pieces on his roster, and it's just not super impressive looking. I mean, he's got decent players, but I, I mean, I don't know. I just I'm not in love with any of what he's got going on there. Um, but luckily for him, he's got some. He's got a couple superstars up top that can carry most of the weight. So if he deploys them correctly in the postseason, I'm sure that'll be much better for him this year. Uh, or maybe at least he'll get out of the first round, which he should. But who knows? We looked at when we were talking earlier. We had looked at them as far as they're in a spot where if they would have, if and and Cress usually does this. If he would have done this, if last year he would have been bold enough to try to trade his future picks. Because you, you you noted, you're like, he has no reason to have his his draft picks. Like, he should not yeah, have his draft I mean, picks. His, those picks are going to be in the 20s one way or the other. But he should be pillaging through some of the bad teams and just looking for for just pieces that will help his team. He's got a bunch of guys on his roster. who He actually made a couple of decent little signings. Um, like Austin Lane as a defensive small forward. Like he's got a couple of decent backup guys, but he might be able to upgrade a few spots just by, just by offering... Like I think I think the one I said this morning was if he goes to the Grizzlies and says I'll give you Eddie Van Exel and two firsts for for um for what's his face um the guy he got from the, from the Heat. Well, he doesn't. I don't. I mean, technically, I don't even know that he would even need to give up a pick. Eve's decent. He he's not bad. I think. I mean, if he's trying to get Magnier, I think I don't think. I mean, all I know right now is that Allrim won't take money because his team's too close to the playoffs. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So if he takes Magnier and sends him. Sends him be an excellent pick or something. It gives it can give you little upgrades, and he can clear up a little future money. He can do he can do a bunch of different stuff. Um, the picks aren't going to have tons of value, but at least they have little bits of value that bad teams should want those picks just because they should always want picks. You never know if Cromwell gets hurt this year, and then the team. Yeah, and, and, and we assumed we assumed that he didn't obviously trade his forty or his forty one because he wasn't sure whether or not he'd have Cromwell, but that was. Yeah. But but what we said is he's he's one of those GMs who will take a risk on a future pick from people, and he was in a prime spot where he could have leveraged the fact that Cromwell wasn't signed the last last. And this is the thing is this season it doesn't matter now it's moot. Crom's extended, but last season could have been the time where he made he made a move using that pick, which would have had technically unknown value, but he would have probably likely been able to get something last season for someone just wanting to take that risk. Yeah, and I mean, if he was really working, as soon as he got Cromwell resigned last night, he should have been trying to trade that pick in the next hour. <laughs> yeah, it. before he got posted. That's something, I would, that's something I would definitely do. It's a like, classic like, wow. move. Like, like, listen, you want my 40? Cromwell's not signed yet. Oh, oh, I got him signed, but now you can still have a pick if you want it. He should have, he should have done a little better with those. But um, but yeah, I think it's still the thing about game just because he's got two studs. Um, I, think he'll, I think he'll win a small battle over the Lions for the second seed. Fall in just behind the uh, on the first seat. Um, a lot of those are interchangeable. Like, he could fall anywhere one through four. Um, I just happen to have him in the two seat. 
Yeah, I think I'm right there with you as far as he's either two or three. Um, I think that the fact that he's going to have – he lost Eve for like half the season last year. You know, you can argue yeah. whether or not Clark – Clark and Khan is – Khan's probably better defensively. Clark's a little bit more of a chucker, gives him more th- three-point shooting. So it's like that might be a little bit of a wash. But if the idea is because Eve was out and he didn't have that supplemental scoring, you know, just by default, yeah. he should win a little bit more of those games – and he still was obviously there last year, but is but the idea, but obviously, yeah, if, if Cromwell had issues in certain games and was taken out, and no one else was scoring, I could see that happening. You know, ultimately, yeah, again, we talked about some of these other teams. Regardless of how good they are, they're still technically incomplete. So you know, it's like how what what can he do? I mean, the point is right now he's got Cromwell and he's got Mayer. You know, Bingham's you know Bingham's fine too. So it's like even if you, you want to say, you you might disagree with me, you might really agree with me. You know what team this guy? You know who would be good for this team is your boy Yencho. Would be a good like second, third scoring option. Even if you brought him off the bench, just as another guy that you know could get eighteen a game. Um, this is a scoring guy. Like he wouldn't be a bad guy if he went to if he went to the Celtics and offered like Eddie Lane Axel for him straight up, something like that. Um, just to and then have the flexibility of being expiring next year, something like that. I think I would be behind a little bit. He um, actually has Victor Cross. That's that's ironic. He yeah, has Victor. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I, I know he put up some numbers last year, but he's going to get you killed on defense. And yeah, I'm just not buying that guy. He can't shoot. He's just—I know, I know. Chris likes chucking my guard kind of guys, but that's not the one I would really want. I want somebody else. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think and Cromwell carry this team a long way. Yeah, they're so. fine. I, I know he wants us to talk more about his team, but it's like it, they're fine. You have two elite players, and then kind of. You know Bingham's fine. Bingham's okay. So it's like you just it's it's just the team on paper is just they're good, but it's just really an incomplete piece of work when you want to compare it to the upper the the upside, I guess you could say, of some of these other teams that are around them. They're both kind of like the same. Like they're both good defensive players that aren't going to do a ton for you offensively. Like they're not going to help carry that weight at all. Like Mayor's not either. Like he's not going to give you more than fifteen a game. So Cromwell's got to go crazy. I guess he's hoping Clark's see him some points. I don't know if that's where I'd want my points to come from. Um, I'm not a huge Joseph Clark fan. Um, I think he scored a lot of points the last couple of seasons on teams that didn't play any offense. <laughs> it's how he finds he the game not efficiently. Um, yeah, he's okay. I mean, he's actually not a bad player, but I'd be looking for more of a more of a bigger, regular, more efficient score. But the team's fine. I think they found this is the team, and then they're probably the one seed. But they don't have them yet, so I'll keep them in the mix with the other team for now. That's where I would leave them. And I don't want to talk about his team anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make him mad. We, we, we skipped the Bulls, so let's go back to the Bulls. Ah, All right, fine. Let me, let me pull them up on the computer here. The Bulls, I... Love KJ. I don't know what he's doing, but he's the best commission, maybe not the best GM, unless he does it on purpose, which maybe he does. Um, I just think the Chow deal's silly. I don't. I don't. I don't know what he'd be. Why he wants that guy? Um, I think we I got cut him. off. Yeah, we got cut off. We got cut off where we were talking about. I think you know, if, is is he ultimately flippable? And if we want to forget that and look at okay, what is he going to do? 
you know, is, is we looked at, he's got some expiring. So is he going to potentially try to add pieces here and there? And, and then, um, and then we actually got into a good discussion about Chowski compared to Bailey. And we had some people pipe up. Like it seemed like on paper, everyone would probably prefer Bailey just based on age, um, contract, and, you know, Chowski's been regressing a teeny bit, but then you had some, you know, solid GMs be like, wow, Chowski just, I, I way prefer him more, which was kind of a surprise. And then as we looked into it, you know, and you started discussing the position eligibility, whatnot factor. And I, I feel like it's because they probably want to put him in a put him at wing. And then this is an interesting spot because since he has Leonard White at center and Gargan at power forward, he's kind of slotted into a wing, but you had some good ideas about, the varying, like, if you want to just take the two guys' face value, I think what you were kind of touching on made a lot of sense. You want to talk about the rotation thing you were discussing? Yeah, I mean, well, when you have a guy, one of these three-position-eligible guys, like, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, like, it's great in theory. And it's a theory thing, because you're not going to build your team with junk players at enough positions that you can slide Chow around into whatever spot is best for him. You're going to put your best players out there, and whatever spot's open is what he's going to take, basically. Unless you set him up in a position, like like you said, because he's got White and because he has Gargan, Chelsea's going to play wing. Like, he's not going to play big man. He'll be a backup power forward. But he's going to be playing shooting guard or small forward somewhere. So, while we think of his flexibility as a big asset, which it is an asset, he's a wing. That's what he is for this year. And you know what? If you trade for him next year, maybe he's your power forward. But if I know Chelsea's going to be playing wing this year, if I could pick Chowski at wing or I could pick Bailey at power forward or center, I would take Bailey. I mean, it's nice to have the versatility that Chow has, but it's it's only functional to an extent. It's kind of only functional if you don't have enough good players slotted in at other spots or unless you have a Hawks kind of thing where you have a lot of players that can switch positions, which I just don't think is a real thing at this point. Um, and I, I don't think the, I don't, I don't think the Bulls have that. I mean, I know they have Noel West, who plays four positions, but really doesn't play any of them yet. So, yeah, I think Chelsea's going to play wing. I think he'll be fine, but I think the team's still going to miss the playoffs. I think I had their over-under at 38. Um, I think that's about where they'll be. I think they're going to miss the playoffs by a few games. What do you think? I think the fear that we had is uh, is that ultimately he traded the Sonics 39. And, okay, the Sonics might might make the playoffs. And then he also traded his 41. Hey, I missed you there. Maybe, maybe they make the playoffs. Sonics might not make the playoffs either. That's true. So, but but he traded right. The point is, I mean, he traded a not so bad pick. Regardless, it's a pick with upside. He traded his his forty one. And when we look at the rest of the teams that we've already talked about, you know, like we'll get to the Lakers next. But it's like to we, what we said is for this team to ultimately make the playoffs, he's going to have to be better than I mean. The Sixers are a weird team. We still haven't covered them yet. But he would technically have to be better than the Bucks and the Lakers to make the playoffs. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but you noted earlier that it's like he has no offense, and it seems like he just made this trade to just get to win more games and still miss the playoffs. Like, that's right now what it looks like at the current I, time. I, maybe he sneaks into the playoffs. Maybe by a game or two. But what's the ups- Like, what's the best-case scenario for this roster? Like... 43 wins, maybe. I mean, I just was I was just kind of throwing around win totals and it's like right now it looks like a team that's in the 30s cuz like you said it's like all the scoring's kind of on Chow now. 
You know, he's going to have to. Even if he, this is the kind of team that we kind of said, like, he could add some sort of random joker scorer who doesn't even play defense, and that probably would help. He really should. He should trade Lambrecht. For anything. Somebody he wants to get rid of anything. I know we were saying, we talked about Brick before. Not that I would give him Brick for free, because I won't. But, like, that's the kind of guy he should be looking at right now, some contract that somebody might not want to hang on to. And just find a score and trade off that expiring contract. It's not going to help him with anything down the line because he's still not going to have cap space. I don't think next year. But he's got a million little contracts. Well, there's a silly deal too. Like if you wanted, I know you were talking about Mags earlier. That's almost the deal where, like, if Allrim randomly feels like he's going to be too good, you know, it's yeah. it's probably not like a, a the the most legitimate trade to trade Mags for expirings. But if the point is, I mean, like we've seen them happen all the time. It's it happens. Yeah, you know what? So you know what if the Bulls give him two second rounders? Okay. Right, exactly. And there's a guy that Right, and he's surrounded by defense. So like is that you know, it's it's really gonna depend, you know, we haven't gotten on the Lakers, but it's really gonna depend on if they end up doing anything. Because again, it would have to be the Bucks falling out and the Lakers falling out for the Bulls to get in. That's really what's gonna happen. That's the only way. Yeah, I think it's gonna be tough. I think he needs the Lakers to take a dive, but Luckily, like we talked about earlier, we keep saying that because we already had this conversation, but I think the Lakers are going to take a dive. So, um, so yeah, I got the Bulls at 38. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe he makes a couple good moves coming forward with a couple additions to this team that could help him a little bit, but I just don't see any real upside to what he's got right here. I just think he's a sentimental guy, and he likes certain guys in the league, and if they play defense, that's even better. But you also have to score sometimes. I guess technically speaking... Is he does have some random, really random guys, but ultimately, Noel West, if he literally just took this guy for value, you know, maybe that's the piece that he could use to just get something. Again, we have no idea. The market's going to be all over the place. But Noel West is a fun player. So, I mean, that's a legit asset because right now it looks like he's out of picks. He only has his 40 left. So it's like he really can't do anything right now other than probably trade West or, like you said, move around for expirings. But, I mean, that's where when we end up getting on the Knicks eventually, that's where I would talk about a guy like West. And, and I, give, I give KJ 100% credit for taking him because the point was is that at that slot, maybe there were better guys available, but he took the player that – he this guy and actually and and I wasn't surprised that he doesn't look bad, but he's a guy that is going to be an asset theoretically where people will want that guy. All right, so I got your trade for you then. So if you go, if you say if you're the Bulls and you go to the Knicks and you say I'll give you West plus a couple of minimums, whether expiring or not, whatever, um, and you want Norton, like I don't think KJ would do that because I don't think KJ wants to give West away for one year Norton, but. You know what, that's the kind of guy that would definitely help his team now if he wants to start winning games and trying to be competitive this season. And I know I know Andre would take that trade right now just because he'll just keep accumulating young players. Well the the trade probably would be is is that he would have to you know, if West is technically the better asset, I mean you could argue should he have taken West instead of Vincent, why not West for Vincent and Norton? You know, something yeah. ballsy like that. Yeah, sure like, like Andre's can, Andre would have to give up something young in return. But like you said, like, that's a doable yeah. deal. That There are deals yeah, like that around. Yeah, but the thing is that the Bulls are the ones that need to make the trade. The Bulls are the ones that need the scoring. So while West might be the better asset, the Bulls are also the team in need at this point. While the Knicks can kind of sit tight. And you know what? The Knicks won't like that because he gave away his pick this year. So giving, getting rid of his maybe most 
most game ready player at this point outside of Kowalski is not something he's going to be wanting to do. Um, so I Correct. think getting West would be a nice asset to have, but that's going to set him farther away from the playoffs. And I know he doesn't want to miss the playoffs this year just because he did what he did. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, I mean, KJ, KJ can ha- will have to make a move or two if he wants to actually be competitive. But we'll see if he goes farther with it and wants to do it. I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, the lot, all we would say is that right now, there's something's got to happen, or they're missing the playoffs, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. But right, but that later. that segues into the team. Yes, the segues into the team that if they want to make the playoffs, they will need to beat the Lakers. So yeah, so I had I had the Lakers at thirty nine and forty three. Um, after we talked about it this morning, I thought about it some more, and that's probably way too high because I just like you were saying, I don't think he's going to try to stay in it this year. I think in the next 90 minutes, as soon as the podcast podcast posts, we're going to see a, a, a kind of trade offer where, what's his name? It's going to be, it's going to be Ellis Redding for a first and expirings. <laughs> That's what he wants. And it's going to be whoever, whoever the hell else he has on his roster. Well, I was giving sure. him credit. I said earlier, I was giving him credit for actually not doing that. Is that like he clearly knows Redding is good? He likes Redding because he hasn't done that yet. I, I was waiting for like a whole season for the Redding plus Redding for a first and expirings, and it never I came. Think it happened and you missed it. I think it happened. I think it did happen. I think you might have missed it. <laughs> I think it definitely happened. It happens every single season. So, but we looked at we looked at the happen. fact that also the the other thing is I mean I I guess he I mean did he have his pick though last season too and he did this. But I guess these guys were on two-year deals, so he couldn't give them away. I don't think he had his pick last year. I don't think he did. I think somebody else did. I think and since he made the playoffs, I think somebody else got like the 15 or 16 or 14 pick, something like that from him. That makes sense. Um, and then the other thing is he did have – he still had – like all these guys were – were he had planned it, so all these guys were actually had two-year deals. So it wasn't like yeah. he could just give them away. Like now they're all expirings, so it's like Sanders – like he could give Sanders away if he wants to lose games. You know what Probably. I mean? Yeah, another, these are here. Here's your KJ trades, like Sanders, Sanders, Cook, like for a second rounder and expirings because the Lakers want to miss the playoffs. Like this is it. I mean, we pretty much said like this is he, he's going to be doing this. He's going to be doing this for. He's probably going to do three or four years. He's going to go into the the deep rebuild that we've seen him do before. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, he never actually came out of the rebuild. Like, he had last year, he popped up after he signed a couple of free agents. Like, okay, great, you got a 500 team. Now you're going to tank out again, probably, because you have your pick and give away all your talent except for the one guy you keep. And then pray for the lottery and pray for free agency and really be generally uncompetitive for a while. Yeah, no, the old guys the old guys all kind of got a little bit worse, I think, when I look at regressions. So the old guys got a little bit worse, and then the young guys didn't necessarily get better. So, like, by default, he should have lost more games. But clearly, you know, like you said, within an hour of this podcast, he might have just purged and is ready to go the other way. Yeah, I, I can totally see it coming. And I think Alice Redding's good enough that somebody will give him a pick, whether they have expirings or not, who knows. But what's-his-face won't make the trade unless there's expirings because, God forbid, you couldn't lose cap space. Well, he, um, I mean, the fact of, I mean, I really, I really hope he sells because we talked about it, and this is where Smath will, you know, appreciate this, is that I talked about 
it was probably four in the morning and you were wondering why the hell I was talking to these people at four in the morning, but I was talking about how he keeps throwing out these deals where he wants a, he wants a future pick for his current pick. Actually, that was, he was actually offering that. I forgot about that. He was offering picks for his 39, unless it was just, this was before all these guys extended. So I don't really think he's going to want to be giving up his 39 right now, but Hey, if this is going to goad him into doing it, go ahead and do it. If you want to do that, but I basically given him his offer, but of course I've been trying to get Brian Davis off him for two seasons and I threw him in the deal again and he got all pissed and it's like Brian Davis. I want so bad to play at center. Like he's so perfect for my team and I just can't get him. It's like, I remember telling somebody when he signed Brian Davis, I'm like, God damn it. It's like the worst fucking person to have Brian Davis. Cause I'll never get him. There's no way I'm Never getting him. Like, I would have to give up a first, and I said that's kind of funny, and you even joked. You're like, no, that's real. Like, he really wants a first for Brian Davis, and that is true. Uh, there's no way I'm getting that guy. No, no chance on earth. <laughs> like, uh, what, what you need to do is you need to offer him expiring for Redding and Brian Davis. That's your move. Get them both. Then you, can, then you can maybe have Brian Davis. Well, I haven't seen, again, I haven't seen that offer become available. So if it potentially does... I mean, I, oh, yeah, I, I would yeah. be a team that probably would be willing to do that because I, I want to get Brian oh, yeah. Davis back. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot. You can't make him trade offers with exactly what he wants in return. Yeah, I forgot. Literally, right. Exactly. Yeah. Unflexible person I've ever, ever dealt with in my life anywhere. <laughs> so, whatever. At least I didn't swear out of him in the past five minutes. So that's good. Um, yeah, so I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I think 39 was my win total. I, I mean, if I could do it on the fly, I'd probably adjust it down to 30 um, because he's not going to win that many games. He's not that good anyway. Even if he keeps this team intact, it's not very good. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess you, we, we can say if you want to go back to Sanders, that's like the the trades you'd love to see. I mean, for both teams, it would be beneficial. Sanders to the Bulls. Yeah. The Lakers lose more, the Bulls win more. And they, if the Bulls knock the Lakers out, it's win-win. There you go. Man, JJ would be putting something <laughs> such a bad spot. <laughs> like, I mean, what's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think about fake trades that are never going to happen, so... Not worried too much about either of those guys with their teams at this point. Uh, all right, we done with the Lakers. Yep, we're at we're at we're we're good on time. We're at twenty six minutes, so we got a half yeah. an hour. We have a half an hour to cover the Grizzlies, the Sixers, and the Lions. Nice. Then we can recap it, and then we can start over again and do the other conference. <laughs> oh, we actually did get into the Grizzlies a bit, just a teeny bit. We got into the Grizzlies. We did. Um, so yeah, so the Grizz, so all rims doing his thing. He got a number one pick. Um, I disagree with the guy he picked. I disagree before the draft, after the draft. Whatever. It is what it is. He's happy with this guy. Um, the team's still not very good. I know he's worried about missing, he's worried about making the playoffs. I don't think that's anything to worry about. Um, I had them at 24 wins. I think at some point he'll trade away. He'll trade away Magnier. Um, he's trying to get rid of Jacob Franks, but nobody wants him. Um, maybe that's a guy that KJ can take. <laughs> well, he's got yeah, he's got White, who's almost like the same guy. That's yeah. the thing. There's so many guys like I like Franks. There's a lot of guys that are like just like that. Yeah, he's okay. I mean, he's a he's a he's a center. He's fine. I mean, he's he's usable. I don't know if anybody wants to take on that contract. Um, That's the type of player that would fit in Oklahoma City, though. Actually, yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> yeah. Could, you could use that guy. It wouldn't hurt you. No, you could, I mean, really, any center that could walk would fail here. The, the rebounding's a little bit higher than I thought too. I, for some reason, I thought he was a little bit lower. So maybe yeah, he got a little bit better, but he's nice. I know that I've liked him. I think historically a little bit more than you have, but I think it's just yeah, because everyone has fucking centers. You know, it's like yeah, that's the thing. 
I mean, I, I mean, a lot of teams that are competitive already don't have centers or don't have, don't have a need at center to take on Jacob Franks. And if they did, he's probably not that big of an upgrade anyhow. Right. Um, so yeah, his teams. I mean, he's got he's got Elio Centurio. Um, I don't love him like everybody else does. I, I see a pretty average guy who's going to give you ten and seven and five and a couple steals and maybe a block, which is fine. Um, I said earlier today when we were talking about it, like, has Allrim ever had a team where he's had like a consummate, like, steady point guard? Like, I don't know that that's ever happened. I don't know if that's in his DNA at all. I don't know if he knows what to do with this guy. Um, well, we said he had Faraz, but I don't think Faraz was as good of an offensive player. Faraz probably wasn't as good, yeah. But this guy's—I mean, this guy's not a special offensive player at all. I mean, well, he's also—I think—I think you—you think you looked at him as like a well, I guess a, for sure a better version of Zib. We have, Zib's probably a better comparison to the guy in the Rockets. But I mean, base ratings—he's got a lot of. He he does a little bit of everything. His ratings are high enough, and I think the thing is the most important thing is you got you know two opposite opposite ends of the spectrum, and I think we, that's what we gave KJ credit for is like you know we knew what Glenn Rob was going to well Rob Glenn we knew what Rob Glenn was going to be so to give to give the same draft the the opposite type player as far as you know him saying he's kind of boring like let's counteract the top pick that's a, a sexy offensive piece and give a, a weird a random defensive piece to kind of differentiate the league because you have and, and this is where the guy like Santoro is a very easy guy I guess you could say you want you would want to build around at point guard you know not that Rob Rob is fine you know he's there's no problem with Rob at small forward it's whatever but I think you got a lot of these a lot of these veteran GMs just like they really have the hots for this type of a defensive point guard is what it really is yeah but I I just don't think these guys are that hard to find and it's not like he's it's not like he's an 80 steal guy maybe he will be he's not yet he's a 52 steal guy and like his defensive ratings aren't perfect yet they'll, they'll probably get there maybe they will but and like, I think that's the goal because he's 21. You but, hope you yeah, hope but, that he's going to be elite defense with some rebounding and scoring, where he's like the complete point guard. That's the idea. Yeah, when we talk about this though. What like who are you trying to guard at point guard? There's about two point guards in the league that score points that you really need defense for. Like I'm not. I'm like I'm in a weird spot now. Like I got Brian Mc, or what's his name McMahon this offseason. Ryan McMahon. Um, Dustin. And like I think he's, I think he's cool. I just don't need him. Like who's he going to stop? Who do I need him to stop? Like. On any teams, he's not stopping a point guard from the Kings. Like, he can stop Pascal if, if the Warriors put him at the point guard. But like, point guard defense is just not a lo- among the top priorities of me for team building. I'd much rather have a twenty-five point per game small forward who can get ten rebounds. Um, that's just me. I mean, Allrim did his thing. I think he's happy with how this guy looks. I mean, I'm sure he'll be a, like I said in the chat. He'll be a pacer in about two seasons. I think the so, other thing is he's a he's a, he's a shooting guard too. So teams look at the teams look at the potential ability to you know you could throw him on you know a sand or a divine in a playoff series, and hope to negate that scoring, you know, and while while be a decent player himself. Yeah, he'll slow down the scoring, but he's only going to score you ten points. So, like it's it's not like he's matching the points and trading off with his own points. He's he's just going to be a fairly average just offensive player. I think defense hopefully will be good for him. And if he can play shooting guard, that's helpful with him. I just, eh, it's not, it's not, it's not, I'd rather have something more dynamic. God, I can't believe I'm using that guy's word. Um, I want something, I want something bigger, bigger and brighter and something with a little more upside. Um, that's what I would do. I mean, but hey, he's got his guy. Um, he's got a couple of the decent young pieces. I like Carl Borg. Not a bad little player. Um, 
Kirsten team can go away. Benjamin Ho is okay. Forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's got enough guys that he randomly got decent progression. So just as long as Allrim can stay the course and not do anything silly, which, I mean, that's the thing, like you said, as far as potentially how long is he going to hold on to, would he hold on to Elio? But I feel like the the fact that all of these quality GMs Love this guy. Should help him hold on to this guy, but he, the, I mean the fact that I'm the fact that I'm bashing on him should also help him keep this guy. <laughs> yeah. um, I, think, I think I'm trying to help all of them out in my own special way. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he'll keep this guy around for a little while if he thinks he's the real deal. Um, but I would try to trade some of these other guys away. You can get rid of Trev Young at this point. Yeah, they're um, fine. They're in the. I mean, they're 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 in the right spot finally. He's got all. He's got his picks. He's got his picks. He's he's got some talent, and he can, and now he's going to keep getting lucky. I say he needs another. He needs another number one pick right now. That'd be good for him. Um, he can use a couple of them, but yeah, he's trying to do it the right way. I doubt it'll work out, but it's fine. I mean, well, he's trying to do things in a good way for the first time ever. Yeah, kudos um, to him. So good for him. All right, what do you got? Is he over twenty four wins or under? What did I have? I had him at 23 wins. So I I have him right there. And I was just literally throwing numbers out because someone had to be in the 20s. But it's like yeah. in the, in that conference, you've got to figure that, you know, they're, just by default, he's a little bit better because last year he won. Yeah. Well, last year he only won 12 games, but he added Elio. Well, and theoretically, for now, he has mags. So it's like he's yeah. going to be better than the Cavs and the Rockets. But we don't know. I mean, it's, he's going to be in the just 20s. They're the, by himself with Frank should be enough to get Yeah, I think I think that the more important thing is like he's the he's the third worst team in the conference. I think the Cavs and the Rockets are still going to be worse. I actually think it's the third worst team in the league. That's possible too. I could yeah, I can make that argument too. You could argue that the that the worst team in the Maynard will still be better than the Grizz. That that's very true. Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty safe with that. Yeah. Um all right, let's move let's move on. We got two more teams left in this conference. Um, who's next? 76ers? 76ers. What did, they, what did they do last year? Last year, the 76ers won 38 games. Um, they won 38 games, and I'm pretty sure they ended up with, what, the 7th or 8th seed, because all these teams looked like they were under 500 and made the playoffs. They're like, the Raptors, the Raptors and the Sixers both won 38 games, and I think they both ended up making it, and then, what, Jamie missed? Yes, he got the 8th seed, I'm sure the... Yeah, Jamie had 37, yeah, so he snuck in. And then got boat raced by the Lions. So, so your boy signed a lot of guys in free agency and restricted free agency this year. He signed Eunice Elvin in. I don't want to say any of his names. He signed Rod Beavis. Um, he picked up Jonah Under in free agency. Um, he's got some guys. Like I don't know if the team's a good fit altogether, but I think he also drafted Jay Hammers, who's pretty good. Um, I got his team making a little jump. I got him at 43 wins. I think he's going to be the seventh seed this year. I think Bjornsson's a beast. Um, I mean, he's even better than I thought he was. I looked at him a little more today. Um, since since Arrow doesn't talk in the chat, I don't look at this page very often. Um, but Bjornsson's pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think he's going to jump. I think he has to do a little better this year. Um, just just because of the talent he's accumulated in the past couple of years. It's all still pretty young. He's got it all signed up for a little while. Um, I think he's going to make a little jump. What do you think? I think they're going to be actually right around where you said. I think he'll be at he'll be like he'll be at five hundred. 
but by default, by default, I mean he was decent last year. So if we look at, he was at five hundred last year and adds hammers. He adds probably stabilizes the roster by adding some free agents. The thing I look at with this team is again, I mean it's a five hundred team because they just have a lot of stuff. Like it's like yeah. he has like okay hammers like hammers is nice owners nice but he has four bigs. Like he like. Yeah, he really- really doesn't have like a point guard like if actually like i actually looked at the depth chart earlier and the like i like the stuff but like i hate the lineup because it's all bigs so it's like he's got yeah. george like george durning is is just like a, literally a, a minimum point guard that he started right. he signed Mc, right. he look- signed mcdavid who he has to start at small forward who like i want to look at and am i right yeah mcdavid is kind of he's been he's put up stats because of volume but he's like your he's like your Eric McCoy small forward. He's like historically yep. under those ratings. The ratings are great, yep. but the but the stats blow. You're right. So if, if Beavis under Bjornsson and Hammers, none of them play small forward. No, yeah, you and know, I think Beavis is Beavis. Guys. Well, that, here's another thing. I'm almost positive Beavis and Under are both power forward only. Okay. So, so that's even weirder. And then he drafts Hammers. Who's so it's like I like if you want to tell me that it's Hammers and Bjornsson and then Beavis, you know that the three man and then they you slide people around like that makes sense. But it's like Under's almost useless in that trio. So, this is, so you've got this is uh this is the Timberwolves East. <laughs> yeah, there you far, go. Like, like far east, like West Germany. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like now, whatever they're they're assets. So it's like he can he can figure it out. I mean, obviously we all we all kind of like Hammers, you know. It's and it's and like. Under's not a eh, the under deal's fine, so it's like if I mean someone yeah. could definitely use use that type of a player if they have that hole, you know. And Beavis, yeah. we, we I think some people said that he I'm pretty sure he did get some crazy progressions, and this guy's like literally Archie Clayton 2.0. The stat like the ratings even look like way better almost. Maybe maybe not. Better looking, uh, but he's he's pretty he's pretty pretty Archie Clayton-ish. Yeah, it's really it's a, it's, it's the right comparison. Um, but that front court's going to be fun. They're going to those guys are gonna, like the front court might be good enough. I mean, if he obviously depending upon how much better he is, the front court should carry him. I mean, that's a team also we we wouldn't want to talk about like you know random like Uvenin. He's not actually he's not terrible. He's shooting forty five percent because the three the three point he never got. But it's like that's a guy that he's been around for four seasons. I guess he's still only twenty three. So maybe it's coming because it's like I feel like if you looked at him you'd be like, damn, I wish he would have just gotten some more progressions. But it might still be coming. Norton got that. I gave up on fucking Norton and then he been and he got the progressions for you like at like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. You just didn't play him. That was your fault. God developed those guys. Um like if you (laughs) I'm trying to figure out who his starting two big men are. Like I just I'm not sure which of the two best combination. Like I think I think it's Bjornsson and it's probably Hammers. He's got right now. It's right now. It's Beavis Bjornsson is what he's got. I mean, just just because yeah. of the volume. Yeah, it's just a lot of volume from the front court, which is fine. Because between those two and Ovenin, that's that should do plenty on offense. Um, he can use a point guard. He doesn't have any passing on his team. Got a couple of schmucks playing point guard. Um, yeah, maybe the idea is just cash in, cash in some of these assets. He's got some picks. 
You know, there was a team that if I, I wanted to say it, but it was like it was a it was before before KJ made that trade, and I was going to do one of the podcasts. I think if we were looking at you know teams that could have gotten Chowski, you know, we could have looked at like Jamie might not have had the perfect pieces, but there's a team that could have used him. Like here's a team, and we know that Arrow deals a lot with Smath. Like they make deals a lot. Like I would have not have been shocked if I logged in and saw that the Sixers had gotten Chowski. Yeah, I don't know what he. What could he have given up for him? I mean, unless he's given up like a Rod Beavis, but I don't think. Well, the funny thing is, I want to say that Smath Smath had maybe alluded to wanting to trade in to get Hammers. So it's like if he yeah. really liked that guy that much, is there a, you know? And then we know that Smath, and that's the funny thing is Smath always talks about wanting a known commodity, and then he went out and traded for two random picks, just because of the upside. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's. Where, I mean, so if you're looking at this roster, where is Smath getting $24 million worth of money from to, like, to, to bat? To, so if he gets, if he wants to, listen, Jay Hammers wouldn't have been enough for Chowski, I'm sure. But even if he sees him now and wanted him, what's he, I, I mean, unless he's taking every minimum and... Oh, true, because he did have, yeah, he had cap at the time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he would have eaten yeah. into the cap space, because he used some of that cap space to sign McDavid and Twomey. Or not, not Twomey, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, McDavid and Under. That was like twelve million. Yeah, but you're right. It's yeah. not like Chowski's cheap, but I guess it's like a every once in a while we see those these type of deals. I think creep up with the Sixers. Where suddenly, I feel like they did that a few years ago, but I forget who it might have been. Listen, if the Sixers had done Beavis plus the eight pick for Chowski, and then and then the Heat would have gotten Hammers. I think that deal's okay. I think the Heat would come up a little short. Maybe they get a future pick too or something. But that'd be the kind of deal that would have been fine. Um, yeah, I just think Arrow needs to balance out this roster a little bit because it's very frontcourt heavy, obviously. Um, if he can balance it off a little bit, he could be pretty good. He could, he, he's got, like, I, I actually comp- I compare his team to, like, almost like the Nuggets because he's got this big young monster in Bjornsson. He just kind of needs to fill in, fill in around the gaps and get, get a couple guards in there that can, that can help him. And then his team can jump up fairly quickly without him doing a whole lot of work to it. Yeah, and especially since we did, since Uvenin is really young. Is that if those yeah. guys do get any sort of progressions, all he needs is a, yeah. all he needs, like you said, it's a point guard and a four and a small forward. That's it. That's all he needs. Yeah, he he doesn't have much on the side of defense. If I'm looking at it right, like it's, he doesn't have any guys that steal the ball that are in his rotation. Um, I guess maybe Tommy. Yeah, and with, McDavid like, is theoretically who he just got is his best defensive player. Just with the one through nines, and yeah, that's a team that they're just they, yeah they're young and they don't play defense. McDavid's ratings are phenomenal. Like, <laughs> if, told me, if this was if this was our number one pick in the draft this year, he'd be like, wow, it's kind of a piece. Except he sucks, but it is what it is. He did put up twenty points for the Hawks. That was interesting. I don't even know if that was last year. I might have sat out a year. But anyway, I think it was last year. <laughs> I think that was last year. So yeah, I think he'll make the playoffs. I think he's like a seventeen, um, with a little bit of a little bit of a bullet going up. If he wants to make a couple moves and swing some things around, I think he can move up a little bit higher than that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. We spent obviously a ton of time talking about the Landros just to give the landscape of the teams, and I feel like you know, aside from whatever happens with the Bulls, Bucks, and Lakers, it's like the top seven almost look like a lock. Pretty pretty <laughs> locked in. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree. Yeah. And we got. We got one more team left. Oh, got, uh, oh, the best team on my board, at least in the in the Landros. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got the Lions, 
and I have them as the third seed. I'm fifty-five, twenty-seven. You have them. Wait, that's right. You have them as the third seed. That's a hot take. I, I don't think it's that hot. <laughs> I think. I think if you look at the roster, it's the same roster as the past however many seasons, and they're very good. But like, Bo took a little hit. Everybody took a little hit. Everybody's going to get paid soon. Like, there's just not a lot of depth on this team. Um, it's a five-man team. I mean, it just is what it is. And yeah. To be awesome fair. To be fair, they won. They only won one more game than the Celtics. Oh wait, but he had didn't he lose Bo or something for like a t- for like two months? Something like that. Yeah. Wow. So they, they still won sixty so, games. Yeah. So now, but now Bo is a seven PD. That hurts. Correct. It's a real thing. Like everybody's getting a little older. Like Silva's still a beast. More straight up made in years. Trading him for Cole. Whatever. Um, so I remember. I didn't even hate that for you, but man, Silva just doesn't go away. He doesn't go away. That's the whole thing. You know, I, I still don't hate it because I still love Cole. But Silva, Silva's like what I like in centers. I just like the post post guys. Um, this is the beast that way. I want to try something different. It was kind of spur of the moment, so I did it. But um, Silva and Beaumont are beasts. Uh, Winters is good, and the point and the guards are good. I mean, he's got a good five man team. They're very good. I just don't think. I think if he takes an injury again, I think he's in trouble. Um, yeah, I think he's going to take a little step back this year. I think it has to happen. Doesn't mean he can't win the title again this year if he, if he goes after it. Um, if he wants to push up into the hard cap, he can add some depth. I don't know if he's going to do that. Um, he has to pick the trade if he wants to. I have a feeling they're not going anywhere. Those forty and forty-one first, um, because I think this is clearly his last stand. And you know what? This could be another team that we talked about free agency. I have a feeling he's going to try to get his guys signed. Um, if he isn't, I feel like if he doesn't jump out to a really good start, this team could just fold it up and just be done with it. Give somebody a lotto pick this year. I, I really think the Lions might just fold it up at some point soon. Well, that was I. Kyle asked that the other night. He we were talking about what the Lions do, and we, yeah, I, I think the goal is to make it through this year and really try to try to put in one more win. Um, well, he argued. He argued why, like he argued, why not even run it back again? And I said, I, I mean, he could. He's the, the, like, it's going to cost. He's going to be hard cap with the five guys. So it's yeah. like, and his argument was, if you're going to be that dominant, why not try it one more time? So let's just assume somehow he can run it back with four, four of these guys. Even, you know, obviously yeah. air air is a big one. If you were to lose air, it's probably a no go. But if he loses like yeah. Winters, does he decide to just run it back one more time? And I was like, I guess he he could in theory. Like, if you had all five, yeah, you'd be hard capped and you'd give up a pick, I guess, or I forget exactly how that how that goes. But it's just like I, I kind of with you, where I just feel like in my gut, it looks like a team that it's so structured to make it work this year, and then just the key, the the biggest thing is is he'd be able to still legitimately sell off all of these pieces for real value. I don't know. I like. I know the Raptors. Like obviously, you like you you did indeed give the Raptors two of his picks back, which ended up being in lieu. So on face value, he raped you in that deal. But it's like, who? I mean, who? People are gonna still pay for Silva, I would think. Yep. I was gonna say, you know what? Like again, you're the kind of guy that would give something for Silva, and you should because he's good. Like Bo, I, I don't know how much Bo gets. I know Bill's. I know Bo's still very good. But he's he's fading. He's very expensive. He's inspiring next year. Like, do you want to pay him that thirty million dollar freaking whoever's making? No, I don't think anybody's making thirty million anymore. 
But like, do you want to pay him four years and thirty million? I probably don't. If I don't want to do it, nobody else does. That's a fact. <laughs> um, but somebody would, though. Somebody would. But then the bow thing. The Bo discussion will end up being the classic, you know, I don't know if I want to trade for this guy when he's not extended yet, talks in the off season, you know, yes. until it actually, well, until we see it. But it's like, well, you would have, everybody's, everybody's going to say that to Drizzy. They're going to say, well, I can't give you that much. He's not extended. And then you trade for him. And obviously you try to give him a max extension, whatever you do right away. But you're just not going to want to give up that much for him because he is starting to slide a little bit. So let's um, say he extends air, though. Let's say he extends air. Beaumont, he could he could run it back next year and just not have winners. Listen, for me, winners is the, obviously the most expendable of the five. Um, he can he can trade for a defensive small forward, like maybe not as obviously not as good as Winters, but like if you got like a guy like Austin Lane or one of these guys who just plays good defense, he can still put together this team and be good. Um, I just I don't think after this year he wants to. I think after this year it has to be done. Um, I was just thinking about it today. I go, I just if he if he starts out the first two sims and he's I don't know seventeen and thirteen, like does he even bother keep going? Do you just at this point, if hands extended or not, do you just sell for value at this point and just say, all right, time to be done with it? Well, I think what and we like, what what all what you can't underscore though is the fact that he was up three one in the finals and then lost Beaumont. He should have won a title. So it's like it's almost like that that you know what it was that Spurs team right that should have won the title against the Heat. Yeah, I guess. And it's I like I, I feel like this. I don't. I feel like it. I I can't unless somehow Beaumont like had a season-ending injury where he literally couldn't compete, or one of these guys was taken out for the whole year. Like I don't see him not saying I'm just gonna literally roll with what I got because he's got that kind of team where it's literally like this is my team. Fucking beat me or injuries beat me, beat me and that's it. Like yeah, but you know what though? If you're when you're gonna when you're gonna run out of team with with two big guys who are thirty two and thirty three, yeah, they're gonna get hurt sometimes. It does happen. Like I feel bad because I think Drizzy lost one. I think it was to me when what's his face got hurt fifteen years ago when he had uh, Braden Carter get hurt. Um, I don't remember how old he was at that point, but yeah, injuries are part of it. That's why I mean, like like we were saying about the Celtics earlier today. Like I know you mentioned like his Arliss insurance if he gets hurt. I go. You just can't have you can't have real insurance for guys that good. Like they're that good for a reason. If they get hurt, you're fucked. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. Gonna, yeah, you're gonna lose. There's Correct. No way it's yeah, go. yeah. Like you can plan for it all you want. There's just there's nothing there's nothing Drizzy can do to back these guys up with really good players. No, no, and he's got and he's got the kind of team like he had way back in the day where it's literally you know and this is what you look at and this is the same thing that. When we end up getting into the Kings, they're probably, you know, they're the closest to when, when you can, I guess it becomes boring is what people will joke about. But it's like when you have the team that it's probably your masterpiece that you can roll out there and just be like, you don't even need to worry about depth charting because it's like, just beat me. Like, I have the best guys and that's that. <laughs> I just don't, I don't care about anyone that says that. Like, again, if you want to make some trades, cause it's fun to make trades. Trades is the fun part of the league. But, like, if I have a team that's winning as much as his team does, I don't give a shit what the names on the roster are. I just keep winning me. It doesn't make any difference. Who cares? Just keep winning. Like, I've been, t- I've been telling Mike that with the King. Mike's trying to do things to mess around with the roster. He wants to trade for it. I'm like, dude, just do a 69-win team and they're young. Just fucking sit still and don't do anything for five seasons. Like, just win. Win, win all the titles. titles. Win. Like, who cares? Like, so what's... What's the difference if the name on the if the name on your team is Jodes instead of Falwell? Who gives a shit? Just win. Your team's good. Just stay still. Don't do anything. Um, I don't know. Yeah, 
Lions could do a couple things. Assuming they stay the course, I think they come back a little bit this year. I got them in 13 and go in 55. Um, there is a little potential for them to go downwards if they decide to sell it off, which I, I'd be surprised if that happens, but it could happen. Um, especially, especially if he knows Air is not coming back. I could definitely see him, if he if he tries to extend Air and it doesn't happen, I could definitely see him aborting the season and saying, screw it, I'm going to sell him, get a couple picks out of him right now, um, and then sell off the rest of the pieces. I hadn't thought of that. That would be the one... The one option is with all of this, I, I, with all of the cap space, would he want to just randomly cash in? That's probably the one chance he would just say, "Fuck it." But I feel like he could also just be as ballsy as just saying, "Look, I don't care. I'll just get my title." I mean, yeah, you wouldn't want to lose him for free, but he just might yeah, be like, I, "I really, I'm so mad about last season that I just got to get one more ring." I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, and you know what? He could also, if he doesn't sign here, he can also go into free agency and just give him the max. And yeah, still, still, still pay for him. Yeah, exactly. But the, the thought of lo- the thought of the thought of starting a rebuild next season and not having some sort of value out of him is pretty hurtful. Um, that'd be a, it'd be a tough start. I mean, it'd be a tough thing <laughs> to go into a rebuild. You, yeah. you, you know what? You know you're going to rebuild next year. If you, I mean, he knows the team better than ours. Like, if he just doesn't think that if if it just doesn't look good, if he doesn't think he's got enough or he thinks... See, the one thing, I, I just don't think any of the teams in his conference are that good that he can't still beat them. Um, well, I think if we... if the Kings were in his conference, I think he... I think I know the, I know he had the Kings beat last year. I think if the Kings were on his side this year and he got off to a slow start like Smath did last year, I think he shut it down. I think he would shut it down and move on. Um, but I don't think he's I don't think he's scared of the Lions or the Hornets or the or the uh, or the Pacers this year. So I can definitely see him hanging in there also as well. Um, but he's got options. I mean, he's got a good enough team that he can he can kind of dictate what he sees and what he likes. And if he wants to break it up, he can do it. And if he wants to keep it together for the season, he can do that too. So if we looked at if we so, regardless of how they finish, I think we both yeah. agree that we are looking at the same final four teams. Now, what? Well, maybe yeah. not the best four team record wise. Now, aside yeah. from the shenanigans that happened last season, I think we probably would be surprised if that wasn't the final four between the Lions, yeah. Pacers, Hornets, Celtics. Like the Raptors would have to probably make. I know he's trying to buy now. Like he'd have to try to be make a little bit extra work to, for him to get in to win a playoff series. I mean, the Nuggets, you know, I guess the Raptors and the Nuggets could be frisky, depending upon who they got, but... Yeah. You know what, the Raptors, I mean, if the Raptors find themselves against... I'm just looking at these teams quick. I mean... It could be a 4-5 or five with the Celtics. It could happen. Yeah, I mean, he could he could win. I mean, the Raptors could win a series or two. I mean, they're... Eh, maybe they can't. Lou could win a series. <laughs> That's probably about all. I don't think I don't, I don't think the Nuggets can do much more than that yet. I think they both can maybe win one series against one of those top four teams. But I, I mean, what are the odds that two out of those four teams are in the final four? I would say ninety percent that those those four teams will produce the conference finals. Yes, yeah. I don't think the other teams really getting around there. Yeah, so that um, so I think we're we're looking at what are the you know does do do the Lions extend their guys? Yes or no? What happens? What happens if they randomly don't, you know? And then, of course, if he does, you know, like we we know what we're getting. Then you got the Pacers, the Hornets, the Celtics. They're kind of right there. Are they going to, you know, are the, are the Hornets going to try to move that Nets pick to get better? Are the Pacers going to keep making lateral, lateral trades? Is LGC going to show back up and make a deal? You know, does Jamie have anything to do other than just maybe waiting it out, playing the kids, see what they do, and just have fun? You know, that, you know the same thing with kind of the Sixers. And then, you know, probably the most interesting storyline of the season is going to be 
Do the Lakers go the opposite way? Do the Bucks also do the same thing? And then do the Bulls slide in? Because the Bulls, again, we would say would have to take over. You know, the Bulls with Chowski are poised to make the eight seed if they can be better than the Bucks or the Lakers. And that's pretty much it. It's not really that yeah. exciting. I just think you have to give the Hornets the edge right now just because if you want to say the top four rosters are equal, which I don't think they are, but they're pretty close, just having that Nets pick, and he's got a Warriors pick this year, which that's not great, but it's he's got, he's got a couple of little to screw around with. He's got some. He's got a million little expirings he can play around with. He's got he's got room to add something significant, significantly better. Whether he does it or not, we'll see. Um, but I think I he's got the most upside. I think he's easily got the most upside just because of fallout. But I think his situation lends himself to the most upside anyway. Um, but some other young guys, he's got Horner. He can mess around with and trade him. I kind of, I just, I think the Hornets are going to get through the conference this year. That's my pick. That's what I would take. I'm going to say Drizzy. It, this, I'm going to say Drizzy's last hurrah. I'm going to say Drizzy takes the whole thing down. Um, that's that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Drizzy get, takes the whole thing down. He gets the ring and at that point just doesn't give a shit and then does what the Raptors did and just completely tears it all down, although the Raptors didn't win. but it's And that's that. I'll tell you what, the hits were too much last year. And you know what? Bo can't stop Falwell. Falwell's going to eat him up. I know Bo is amazing, but Falwell's better. I like you know it. Falwell's going to hurt him. I like I like it. You're giving people hope. I'm being the I'm being the veteran here. I'm I'm going with the veteran, and you and you're and you're you're giving them hope. I love it. It's so not the way it should go. This should go the opposite way, right? Because every kid, like I just I need all of Somebody's up next. Somebody's good. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah, I'll, I'll take the young team there. I think the Hornets are going to be there. Um, all right, you want to wrap up? This conversation? Yeah, yeah, we're right. We're literally right at the hour mark. What we'll do is we'll. Uh, We'll we'll stop it right there for the Landros. Give everybody something to 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 eat right now, and then we'll uh, we'll get started on the Maynard. How's that sound? Nibble on this, and then we'll come back. Perfect. <laughs>